Welcome to Zen for Everyday Life with Matt Valentine. Insight, inspiration, and wisdom for living a more mindful, peaceful, and joy-filled life. Episode number 24. Welcome to a new episode of Zen for Everyday Life. I'd like to welcome you into this special space that we have together each week and uh, introduce myself. I am Matt Valentine. For those who have uh, not listened to the podcast before, this is your first time listening. And this is the official Buddhaimania podcast. You can visit buddhaimania.com, and that's B U D D H A. I-M-O-N-I-A.com to get my weekly blog posts, mindfulness and meditation guides of various kinds, and uh, all the podcast episode show notes, including my books and various other resources. Plus, you can join the weekly Buraimania newsletter at buraimania.com forward slash newsletter. And uh, you can get my weekly newsletter as well as various free gifts, including my ebook, The Little Book of Mindfulness, which is a A to Z introduction to the practice of mindfulness, which you get for signing up to the newsletter for free. So again, that's all by signing up to the weekly newsletter at buddhaimania.com forward slash newsletter. Now, today we're going to talk about something that I am really excited to talk about because I think it will be very helpful for a lot of people. I think that when we're talking about introductions to the practice of mindfulness and on the flip side also information with regards to deepening one's practice uh i think both of those things aren't really ever handled all that well i know there's you know there's a million and one guides you know how to meditate how to how to be mindful it's whatever it's called for beginners whatever that that particular person or website decides to call it. There's a zillion different guides out there, and a lot of them are really lacking either that or they're copied and pasted from, you know, one website to another just to, you know, get traffic or whatever it is. And that's unfortunate. So it means that online there's just there's a lot of information, and, and a lot of it just isn't of a very high quality. And so these introductory guides are lacking. And then what it also means is that there's a lot of places for people to find the practice, but that means that there isn't really necessarily more places to uh, than there was before, let's say 10 years ago, to find information on how to deepen one's mindfulness practice because those same resources, those same sites, etc., don't really have deeper guides to show you how to take the practice further. And I don't even mean necessarily, you know, a few years into the practice. I mean, you know, you go six months, a year into the practice, even a few months in the practice, even right away, and you're just practicing consistently, and you'd like to know certain ways to deepen the practice other than simply the practice of, of mindful breathing, you know, that or, or the formal, or even more specifically, just the formal practice of, uh, of sitting and following the breath. So today's talk is about the first foundation of mindfulness, which it comes from the four foundations of mindfulness, which is the Buddhist quintessential teaching on mindfulness. And I'll talk about this in more detail uh, when I begin today's talk. But this introduction, I just want to uh, explain essentially what today is about. And this 
first foundation of mindfulness, it is not only, it doesn't just serve as an incredible introduction to the practice for many different reasons. And it's, it's more complete than just teaching somebody mindful breathing. Uh, it gives them sort of the full picture in a way, but it also gives you a way to then, it shows you how to take your practice further, deeper. Once you've been, you know, because inevitably we all essentially start from the practice of mindful breathing, mindfulness of breath. Uh, and so it gives you a way to deepen your practice from there. It shows you how to take it further. It also gives you a really good vantage point, uh, really good uh, tips, so to speak, on how to bring the practice into your daily life. So I'm really excited to talk about today. The first foundation of mindfulness is mindfulness of body. So that's what we'll be focusing on. Uh, but again, I'll go into more detail about that in today's talk. Uh, but before we get into uh, to that, uh, I just want to mention really quick, if you'd like to support the podcast, then uh, there's two ways that you can go about doing that. You can go to thismomentbook.com. You can purchase a copy of my new book. And uh, if you go to, again, thismomentbook.com, you can check out everything about the book there. You can see all the information. There's really every format you could wish for. There is the the ebook and all the different formats of ebooks that exist, essentially. Uh, there is the paperback. There's the audiobook, and there's various different bonuses to help you take the material in the book further. So again, you can check that out at thismomentbook.com. And alternatively, you can support the podcast by going to buddhaimonia.com forward slash support. And uh, it's uh, simple and easy to donate. You can check out via multiple options, including PayPal. And your purchase or donation will help greatly pay for the time and money I put into the podcast and allow me to continue bringing you great content each week. So having said that, let's get to today's talk. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the first of the four foundations of mindfulness. The four foundations of mindfulness are the quintessential teaching on mindfulness. As you might imagine by the name, they are the very foundation of mindfulness practice for many schools of Buddhism all around the world. And by nature of that, the many, many facets of this first foundation of mindfulness and all of these foundations, but particularly the first foundation, have become the, the foundation of mindfulness practice, uh, the secular practice of mindfulness in the West as well. The four foundations of mindfulness are a pretty vast teaching. They are literally the Buddha's instructions on how to practice mindfulness. And they include some elements that are rather difficult to understand, but the first foundation of mindfulness, which is what we're talking about today, and it's the starting point in the practice of mindfulness, this first foundation is what the Buddha suggested that we start with in the practice, is quite straightforward and easy to understand. And so it serves really as the perfect introduction to the practice. It's not too simple, and it's not complicated. The information is really it's simple to understand why it's so important. And in a very immediate way, you can see the benefit of the various practices that are included within this first foundation. Now, to be clear, you have probably heard or seen from myself or someone else uh, that mindfulness of the breath 
is the foundation teaching and practice. And it is. But mindfulness of breath is a part of this category. So if you would call this a category, it's a part of this first foundation of mindfulness. It's included within it. However, there's so much more to mindfulness of the body than just the breath. To become more deeply aware of the sensations that arise in the body is so valuable. And it allows us to connect with ourselves in a way that most of us likely never have before. And I'll explain a little bit more about what I mean by that. We go about our lives acting as though our body and our mind are separate, where in fact they're very connected. They're, they're connected in countless ways. Uh, Ken Robinson. Ken Robinson said in one of his TED Talks, TED, TED Talks, if you haven't listened to TED Talks before, uh, or if you have and you know exactly what they are, uh, I would highly suggest you listen to his talks in general, particularly his first talk. Uh, if you search for him, like on TED.com, TED, uh, uh, I think, I believe it's TED.com, where um, you could just do TED Talks in Google, search that. Uh, put in Ken Robinson and you'll find, look for his oldest talk. And this talk mentions uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, he talks about how the fact, about the fact that professors specifically he's talking about, uh, they treat their bodies as a way to get their head from one place to the next. And I'm paraphrasing him. I haven't listened to the talk for a while, but that's essentially what was said. But the thing is, I think this is how many of us live our life. And, you know, there's no way to ever say I know about something like this because we can't ever know that much about it. so many other people's lives. But as much as I know just about anything in my life, I know that so many others live, that most of us live our lives this way. I know that I lived my life this way. And the thing is, this is really unfortunate because there's a wealth of information in our body that we can discover by tuning into it. The mind and the body are connected in countless ways and in ways that most of us never realize through the breath, which is the first place that most of us come in contact with through our practice, uh, affecting our thoughts and our mood in various different ways, and even how pain affects us mentally and even physically. Those who have meditated for now, those who have meditated for some time, you know that by paying attention to the breath, the breath then calming naturally all on its own, we can calm the mind when it's angry, restless, you know, anxious, or stressed, various different conditions. We can calm it simply by paying attention to the breath. You know that. This much is obvious when we begin the practice. In fact, most of us begin the practice as a result of finding it because we want a solution to our stress or anxiety. So this is a clear, clear demonstration of the connection between the body and the mind. Now, most of us don't really realize this so much, though. We do the practice, and maybe it's because it's breathing. I don't know. Maybe it's because it doesn't connect, you know, with like the you know, your arms or your legs or something. But this really is. It's a clear demonstration of the connection between the mind and the body. The breath comes from your physical body. And in a technical way, everything, including the mind, comes here from your physical body. But uh, if we're separating, you know, neck down and above, this comes from your physical body. And it directly affects the quality 
the condition of your mind. So this is a clear demonstration of that. So I bring that up because so many of you who have at least tried the practice, if not having practiced for some time, may not have realized that. So this is something you've already tried before, and maybe you've even seen some of that, but you haven't realized the magnitude uh, of the way, uh, the magnitude of the, the body's effect on the mind, and vice versa. So there's this invaluable feedback loop that we can tap into by paying attention to the body and the mind. This is because of the way the mind and body are really in intrinsically connected, as I mentioned. Mental stress turns into physical exhaustion, and physical exhaustion turns into mental stress. So, and there's really, there's countless, countless examples of this. If you have been or have begun practicing mindfulness, both as a formal meditation practice and in your everyday activities, you have some idea about how mindfulness allows us to better manage what goes on within our mind. You, this is natural. This is, as I said, the place where most of us come to our practice from. We want to handle our stress and anxiety better. We want to, we want to just find a little bit more peace each day. Uh, whatever it is that brings us to the practice, it's something mental, usually, for most of us. However, what most of us don't know, even those who have begun practicing, and some who have been practicing, is that it's just as much about being mindful of the body, which includes various sensations of different kinds, as it is of the mind, which in this case, or which in the case of the mind, includes thoughts, feelings, and various mental formations. So to separate the mind and the body in action is a mistake or rather the attempt to do so, because we can't literally separate them. It's just an attempt we do. It's just a way that we act. They're never actually separate. No matter what we think or we do, they're, you know, they're never actually truly separate. So my first suggestion would be to become aware of this the next few times you practice your mindful breathing. Just notice this as you're, as you're doing your usual practice, which is in all likelihood, or your usual formal practice. So whether sitting down or going about your day, see this interconnected, interbeing nature of the body and the mind. Notice how when you sit down, if your, if your breathing is shallow and short, it's quick, that your body is more fidgety and shaky and tense. And of course, the quality of the breathing itself is a part of the physical body as well. So you can just notice that. And notice the quality of the mind because the quality of the breathing is tense and short and quick that you're more anxious and stressed. And then notice how, again, that feedback loop when the, at the same time the mind is calming or the breath is calming, the mind is calming or the breath is vice versa is calming. And there's, again, that infinite feedback loop. They both are are interbeing with one another. They're interconnected with one another in each moment. And see how they each play off of each other in each moment. Again, that's the clearest demonstration of this, but there's so many ways that this comes about. And we're going to talk uh, in a moment about some of the more specific ways, some of the other more specific ways that this, uh, that this happens. So outside of mindfulness of the in-breath and the out-breath, from time to time, and this is the, the practice I really want to highlight in this episode. Check in with the mind, or check in with the body, excuse me, and notice whatever sensations 
are present. This is a simple practice that can be done in, honestly, as few as 30 seconds, even less. You could just check in for a few moments. And you could also do it for as much longer and as a more formal practice, which is like the one I'll be covering as this week's guided meditation, which is generally called mindfulness of, usually it's called mindfulness of body, this particular practice, or a mindful body scan. You'll see a lot of times it's called a body scan or a mindful body scan. Now, there are various different sensations to become aware of as you practice mindfulness of body or as you practice this mindful body scan, whether as a formal practice or when simply checking in for a moment throughout your day. And I'm going to cite these uh, throughout the guided meditation as you listen to. So pay attention to these and become a little, little bit familiar with them because I'll bring them up from time to time. You don't have to be familiar with these to listen to the guided meditation, but it will help. You'll be able to identify, okay, I see he's mentioning this particular sensation in this one. Uh, so this is straight from the Buddha's first foundation of mindfulness. These are, these four elements, they're originally the four elements from Indian, uh, you could call, I guess, Indian philosophy. Uh, Indian, uh, yeah, I guess technically it'd be Indian philosophy. And that's earth, fire, water, and air. Now, it all sounds a little bit cryptic when I refer to it like that, but these are actually very specific sensations that we feel, that we can feel throughout the body. So I'm going to break each one of them down so that you understand more specifically what I'm talking about with regards to each one of these elements. So earth is the first that's mentioned in the first foundation of mindfulness. Now, earth is a feeling of solidity, a feeling of, of heaviness. A lot of times I, rem- I, I remember it as a, as a feeling of heaviness or hardness. Now, a good example of this with regards to the practice itself would be uh, feeling your bottom against the ground or, you know, against the, the seat of your chair. Or even sometimes if you, sometimes you practice, as you check in or as you practice a body scan, you can kind of move your limbs a little bit from time to time. You can feel, uh, you can feel your, uh, your bones. You can feel this hardness in your body. And just by moving your limbs, you can be, just be, become aware of this hardness that exists in your body. The way that I do this most often is the first one that I mentioned, though. The feeling of that, that heaviness of your bottom, of your body in the chair. You can, especially even sitting for a while uh, in meditation practice, you can, you know, your, your butt can really begin to hurt. So <laughs> depending on how long you practiced, how long you've been sitting. Uh, and so you can really feel that. You feel that weight of your body on the cushion or on the chair, or on the floor, whatever it is you're sitting on. And so that's, to me, the easiest way to notice that, the way that you can notice it most often. So again, earth is a feeling of solidity, hardness, or heaviness. And there's different ways, uh, different ways to feel that. Feeling your weight, feeling the hardness in your body, such as your bones. Uh, those are, to me, the, the examples that you'll be able to work with most often in this practice. Next is fire, which is a little bit deceiving because this is really just about temperature, but the way that I, I believe it, it was originally mentioned is the existence or uh, the existence of heat or warmth or the lack thereof. 
So if you refer to it as that, fire kind of makes sense. It's heat, it's warmth, or it's the lack thereof, which is the, the feeling of coolness or cold. So this is temperature. This is, you can feel if you close your fists, if you close your hands and make fists, you can feel the warmth in your hands a lot of times. This is a very clear example of that. Uh, if you if you kind of blow uh, air up to the top of your nose, out of your mouth, up to the, uh, the top of your nose, you can feel the air is, is warm. It's kind of hot. If you kind of close your mouth and you blow air through that small hole, so now you're making this small hole out of your mouth instead of opening your mouth and you blow it out really quickly, you feel the air is actually cool. It's cold. And these are just little kind of little things you can do to kind of just, uh, you know, fiddle around with these different sensations. When you're actually practicing and you're checking with your body, you can just feel, is it warm or is it cold or is it cool or is it really hot? Wherever it is that you are, are you inside of an office with the air conditioning blasting? Are you outside in the heat of the summer or the snow of the winter? Whatever it is, you just, you feel the temperature in the room. That is the first and to me most uh, easiest way to notice this sen sensation. But outside of that, as you move through the body, you might notice warmth in certain parts of your body. Uh, when you get stressed or really worked up or angry, a lot of times you can feel a sense of warmth in your head, uh, in your, in your uh, particularly like your forehead. Uh, so that's something that you can feel. And as you're going through your body, as you're scanning through your body, again, you can close your hands into a fist if you want to feel that warmth and just move your body in certain ways. And notice maybe certain parts of your body feel something more than, than another. If you've been walking around barefoot or with socks, you're, the, the uh, bottoms, the soles of your feet might feel a little bit cold. So there's just different ways you can play around with this. There's different ways to notice this, but essentially this is just the temperature of the body in various different, different ways. So again, fire, temperature. Next is water which is really, it's, uh, it's liquid or, or moisture, uh, which this one sounds a little bit funky, but there are some very clear ways that we be can begin to notice this. And when I explain at the end of all these, at, at the end of these four elements, how everything comes together, you'll understand why this is critical, as critical as anything else, because it's just a fundamental way in which we experience the body, the physical body. So water is moisture, this could be, you know, when you're sweating, you can feel the sweat in your body. If it's warm in your home and you're sitting down or lying down and doing the practice and you can feel yourself begin to sweat a little bit, some sweat builds up in your body, you're feeling the moisture in your body. This is a, a very clear way to, to identify this, uh, this particular element in the body. Uh, tears, when we cry, whether it's, you know, for some sort of... Uh, sadness or because we're cutting onions so whatever it is uh the tears are also uh, tears are also a good example saliva is something that we always have the ability to sort of play around with uh, i've given a few examples as far as things you can kind of play around with to get an idea of these different sensations and saliva is the perfect one because you always have your mouth and you can just kind of play around with you know if uh you can move your tongue around and you just kind of feel the saliva in your mouth this is an example uh, of the moisture in your mouth. This is something that you can experience as you're going, kind of just doing a swift check, 
check in through your body uh, when you go through your your top of your head, your forehead, your face, the muscles in your face, you go to your mouth, you, you experience the saliva in your mouth. It kind of sound, might sound a little bit weird, but as I said, whenever I go through bringing each of these elements together, you, you'll see that it's a fundamental, fundamental element that we experience. Outside of our body, outside of what we produce within our own body, there's also when we drink something, and there's also when we take a shower or a bath. So again, this is this is water or some other liquid, you know, coming in contact with, with our skin, uh, or we're drinking and it's going through our throat, whatever it is, this is another way to experience that. It's another sensation to be mindful of. And so this is something that you can work with quite often as well. That's another way to notice it. And lastly is air. This is noticing movement. Now, there are subtle ways to notice this, and there's more clear ways to notice this and this includes quite a bit of practices here this includes um well i'll start with the subtle the subtle first the subtle ways to notice this are in the the best way i can describe it is in the things that the body is always doing whether we do it or not that's the way i like to explain it so there is the super subtle which is like the sort of tingling that maybe you can feel in certain parts of your body. Maybe uh, as an example, as I'm recording these podcasts, I'm always sitting on my meditation cushion. That's always how I record the podcasts. I sit in some sort of a position. Uh, a lot of times I'm sitting in the, the full or the half lotus to record. And sometimes I'm sitting here for a good hour to two hours depending on how long the episodes are and how much editing I've ended up having to do for the episode and so sometimes my legs die so <laughs> there's a sort of tingling that I'll feel after a while in my legs and I'll know okay I have to switch my legs if I'm if I'm doing the half lotus I'll switch my legs over but I'll feel that sort of tingling in my legs and that's an example of it if you pick your hands up, if you have your hands, a lot of times we have our hands like resting up against a desk or our, our lap or something. If you pick your hands up and you just hold them in midair, you'll notice our hands pretty much never stand still. There's a sort of subtle shaking in our hands, a shaking, a tingling, vibration, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's an example, a sort of easily identifiable practice. You could just do that right now and sort of get a feeling for, for what that's that's like and uh, a lot of times you won't necessarily do that when you're doing the real practice but it's a way to just right now begin to, to feel one of the more subtle ways that we can experience the movement of the body and it's not just a you know a lifting of the arm there are other subtle ways to do that uh, moving away a little bit less subtle but still subtle is the beating of the heart in the chest this beating can be very subtle, and it can also be very noticeable if we've, you know, we've done a lot of running or something. We just got done with some physical activity. Whatever it is, this beating of the heart in our chest, the feeling of the chest sort of vibrating, shaking, depending on what the feeling. There's certain ways that we can feel it. Uh, that is a somewhat subtle way. Again, something that's always going on that we typically don't notice, and uh, the breath is very much like that. The breath is a part of this. The breath, remember I mentioned, the breath is a part of the first foundation of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body. Breath is included in this fourth element, air or movement. The air is, or air, 
is constantly going in and out of our lungs. The particularly uh, the expanding and contracting of the abdomen in breathing is something that we can always go to to notice. This is the point of concentration for a lot of of breathing meditation practices. Uh, Zazen, the Zen meditation practice that I practice predominantly every day is you focus in, you typically focus in on the expanding or rising and contracting or lowering of the abdomen while you're breathing. And so also just the sensation of the breathing going in and out of your nostrils, in and out of your mouth, those are also examples of it as well. And it's at this point that you may notice that the most common mindfulness practices are generally mindfulness of the body practices. So I mentioned breathing, but this also includes mindful walking and mindful eating. And mindful eating, of course, mindful eating is primarily focusing on the act of chewing. And that's something we do with the body. Of course, there's other sensations that we would like to divert our attention to from time to time, the sensation of the taste or the smell or the touch, but these are also practices of mindfulness of the body, the different senses. And so mindful walking, this is the probably the least subtle, mindful eating, mindful walking, the less subtle practices. And so you're moving your legs, you're moving your, your full, your legs are actually taking steps. So it's also another mindfulness of body practice. So as you can see, actually, the really, for the most part, all the most common mindfulness practices, the ones that you hear the most often, and the ones that we practice the most often, at least that are suggested that we practice the most often, they're mindfulness of body practices. So mindfulness of breathing, mindful walking, eating, this mindful body scan is also a practice that's mentioned pretty often. There was another practice that was mentioned outside of those three. That would probably be the fourth. That would probably be the next one that, that was mentioned. Uh, at least in the West, uh, that's a really common practice you hear, you hear mentioned. And those are all mindfulness of body practices. Those are all within this first foundation of mindfulness. So a lot is included within this. Um, but remember, there's, there's those four elements. So there's different ways that we can experience the body, that we can be mindful of the body. And it's not just in that, in that way of movement. It's also, uh, and that leads me to the, the first of two important points, having covered those elements. When you're walking, it's not just a mindfulness of movement practice. As you're walking, whenever your foot is placed on the ground, you might feel that solidity that hardness of the body, of the body, the hardness of the bone on, on the, 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 the feet, the soles of your feet, the balls of your feet touching the hardness of the ground. You might notice the sweat if you're walking outside and it's a hot day. You might notice the sweat. You might notice the saliva in your mouth as you're walking. That's, some, that's a sensation that could come up, uh, especially if you, you know, you're sinking your steps to your breath in the more formal practice. Uh, the temperature, and it could be hot outside, so you're not just feeling the sweat, you're also feeling the warmth. And so right there is literally all four elements within this one practice of mindful walking. And it's kind of nice to be aware of these different elements 
because it's sort of like a breaking down of the way in which we experience the not just our the body but also our lives so these various various sensations they come together often in ways that we don't notice and so we're breaking these sensations down and by doing that it allows us really to break down our moment-to-moment experience in a, in, in a new and in, in a very deep way. In many ways, this, it's really about learning how the body reacts or communicates, which gives us the ability to more skillfully treat our body through our response. So we're not just talking about noticing you know, warmth or coolness or saliva. We're also talking about how you know, the body causing a reaction in the mind. So if we're talking about the feeling of, of anger and you know, we get into a fight with our spouse or something, and that can cause an effect in our, in our body. That can cause us to breathe more heavily. That can cause, uh, and most of us know Actually, this is something that's pretty well known, that stress affects the physical body. This is pretty, pretty widely known. And uh, it's, I think it's important to mention at this point because that's exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, but on the flip side is really what I want to point out right now is that the physical body gives us these, these signals. The physical body can cause our reactions. It, it, can, it can affect the mind. It causes a, a, rea- a specific reaction in the mind. And this can be based on various different things. The easiest one to point out is exha- exhaustion. When we're just really tired, whether it was just a long day and you know we just we had a tough day at work, we were pushed harder than we thought we would be. We had you know our boss went in and threw an extra report on our desk or whatever it is. And he just asked us to do an extra two hours of work on top of what we were already behind on. By the time we get home, you know, it's it's seven o'clock and we have energy for nothing. And, uh, you know, we're just essentially walking zombies at that point. We look over at our spouse and we're like, sorry, I, you know, I, I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> and it's just it's just one of those days where our reaction, our mental reactions, the way that we interact with the people in our life at that point is different. The way that our mind functions is different because of our physical body. We are exhausted physically. So whenever we have a conversation with someone, maybe we're shorter with them. Uh, We're, you know, we are quicker to, to snap maybe because we're so tired. We don't have the ability to pay attention as well. And we get frustrated easier because we feel like relaxing and maybe they've had something on their mind all day long that they really want to get off their chest. And you're sitting there like, oh, I don't want to hear this. I'm tired. And it's because of the physical exhaustion that you're reacting that way, uh, that mentally you're, you're, you're making those mental judgments and, uh, and reacting that way within your mind as the person is, is talking or within interacting with the person. And so the mind doesn't just affect the body, the body affects the mind. And again, going back to that feedback loop that I was talking about, it goes both ways and it is constantly at play in countless ways. 
So it's not just a two-way street, but it's happening constantly. So by breaking each of these elements down, these four types of sensations, and really learning about our body and breaking down again, breaking down that, you know, our moment-to-moment experience of the body, of the physical body, in a very deep, deep way, we can more skillfully move throughout our lives. So it's not just about, okay, these are, this is a new mindfulness practice that you can do. These are different types of practices you can do. Or these are interesting things to be mindful of. It's not, it's, it's about more than just that. It's about the fact that when you look on a very, in a very deep way, when you, you know, kind of, I always imagine sort of peeling back those layers and peeling back those layers. When you peel back a couple of layers below that, you see how the sensation, you see how the body, certain sensations arise within the body, which are essentially can act as that, you know, that's communicating with us. It's giving us messages. And we can listen to that. And most often we don't hear that. We can't communicate with the body. We can't hear the communications of the body. We don't know how to listen to the body. So you can learn how to listen to the body through learning to identify these four elements and learning to identify these four elements, not just in formal practice, but throughout your day by checking in from time to time. But also remember the formal practice itself is very important for bringing that into our everyday life. So by doing both of those things, checking in during the day and then doing the formal practice, whether it's just sitting down practicing mindful breathing, we take a moment to turn inward to the body, which is what is most often suggested because this is a mindfulness of body practice. So it's like, hey, become mindful of the body in a general sense. And now for this practice, we're going to focus in on the breath. But it's reminding you that this is really about the, the body as a whole, the mind and body as a whole, and that we're not excluding anything. The, the point of concentration is the breath, but we're including everything. So when you sit down and meditate, whatever mindfulness practice that you do, again, if you're walking, we talked about all four of those elements, those sensations being present when we walk. You can tap into these different bodily sensations. You can pay attention to the body. You can, you can check in and become aware of the, the, the physical body, the hardness, the heaviness, the temperature, the, the feeling of the warmth, of the, the sweat, the coldness, the tingling in your hands and your heartbeat and all these different things in your body just as much as you can be aware of the feeling of your in-breath and your out-breath, of your thoughts and your feelings. And so I throw out the word sensations when we're talking about practice, when we're talking about what to acknowledge when we're practicing. Well, that's a big subject. <laughs> this, this is essentially sensations. And there's so much within that that we can pay attention to. So sensations is, again, uh, it's about the physical body. It's about paying attention to the things that we've talked about so far. But there's so much within that that you can, that you can pay attention to. And it's about what arises when we practice because you're intending to, especially in formal practice, you're intending to concentrate on the breath. And so you're not necessarily diverting your attention to pay attention to, to notice the sweat on your forehead. But if it comes up and you do notice it, 
you notice it, you pay attention to it, and you see maybe what's connected with it. Maybe you're starting to become aggravated because you really don't like it when you sweat. Or uh, you do just something else. You're drinking water, and you notice how the water, it cools your body off if you're hot, and it gives you a sense of relief. And immediately you feel uh, that sense of relief within your mind. And so knowing these sensations, becoming aware of them, shows you, it, it allows you to notice that deep connection. Again, that feedback loop between the body and the mind. And it begins to show you to stop separating them in such a distinct way. It shows you how intrinsically connected the body and the mind are. We can throw that that we can throw that that out we could say hey they're connected in these countless different ways but without knowing how without knowing exactly how to notice it yourself through your own direct experience it doesn't really do us much good but through this knowing these four elements these four types of sensations you can see that and you can see how the body affects the mind and the mind affects the body and how they're really one thing you know it's kind of like a chicken and the egg sort of uh, question whenever we're talking about paying attention to the breath and noticing our stress, noticing our, our anxiety to begin to calm when our breath begins to calm and our body begins to grow quieter and, you know, stop fidgeting and so much and stop being so tense. What happens first? Is it the mind calming down or is it the breath and the body calming down really it's happening at the same time and because it's all one one thing the mind and the body the body and the mind so as i mentioned i'll be covering mindfulness of body or the mindful body scan the formal practice of this as this week's guided meditation however i'd like to take a moment to do a quick practice that uh, is often called uh, that I like to call a mindful check-in. So let's take a minute now to end today's talk and check in with the body through the various elements of solidity, temperature, moisture, and movement uh, that we talked about. Now, before we do this check-in, make sure you're sitting down somewhere or lying down. Quite often this practice is done lying down. Make sure you're doing one or the other somewhere so that you can really turn your attention and focus completely on the body for the full minute. Of course, this is if it's not possible right now, that's not a problem. Do your best. Whatever kind of optimal uh, environment you can set up for yourself, just do that. So let's take one minute right now and do a quick mindful mindfulness of body check-in. So you can start first by becoming aware of maybe the beating of your heart, the movement of your chest. And in connection with that, begin to turn your attention to your breath, particularly the lower abdomen, and notice how when you breathe in, your abdomen expands, it rises, and your shoulders go up with it. And when you breathe out, your abdomen contracts or goes down and you feel the air come out of your mouth or your nose 
And notice even within these first five to 10 seconds, your breathing and your mind already begins to calm ever so slightly. Now at this point, some other sensation may have arised. You might have noticed the tenseness of the muscles in your face. Quite often we walk about our day, we go about our day with a certain tenseness in our face, in the muscles of our face. And simply by noticing this tenseness, by relaxing the face a little bit, and even maybe adopting a sort of slight half smile, you can bring a lot of relief to your body and your mind. And then just do a quick run through of your shoulders, your arms, your hands. Notice the shaking, the tingling, the vibration we talked about in the hands. And then move down. Maybe feel your bottom if you're sitting down somewhere. Feel the weight of your body, the heaviness of your body. Move down to your legs. Maybe you feel tingling in your legs or your feet. Sometimes you'll feel that there too. If you'd like, you can move your toes a little bit to increase sensation in the area of your body. You can do this anywhere else too as you're going about checking in. And now sort of pan back and become aware of your body as a whole. And let your mind just sort of draw towards whatever sensation arises. Okay. I hope you like that quick mindful check-in. That is very much what this week's guided meditation is about. It's a more formal practice. We'll start at the top of the body, slowly work down the body. We'll work through each of the four sensations. And I'll show you how to, again, do a formal mindful body scan, mindfulness of body uh, meditation practice. So that's a very valuable practice. A lot of people enjoy that as their primary practice. So maybe you'll end up liking that one most of all. In any case, it'll help get you to become more in tune with your body, which, as I explained, is so important for so many ways, not just for wanting to come in touch with our physical body, but because it is intrinsically connected with the mind. So uh, lastly, I wanted to make sure to mention that if you're interested in other practices, other physical uh, mindfulness of body practices, uh, in my new book, This Moment, I talk about the seven mindful movements uh, routine or exercise. And that's something new that I haven't talked about before. Um, and I haven't gotten time really to feature on the blog or anything yet. I've just really worked on it over the past couple of months and featuring it for the first time in the book. So if you want to check that out, uh, there's also a, a video bonus and that's actually going to go out this week, uh, for those people that, that purchased the edition. So it's all also includes, or will include the video, uh, video instruction for it as well, because it's a little bit of a detailed, uh, routine. But uh, if you're really interested in becoming more in touch with the body through mindfulness, that's a practice uh, you can check out with the book. So also, lastly, I will include in the show notes 
um, my introduction to the Buddha's four foundations of mindfulness, which I wrote on the blog. And uh, the, uh, the URL for it is a little bit long. It's uh, buddhaimonia.com forward slash Buddha dash guide dash two, that's T-O, dash mindfulness dash practice. But again, I'll include that in the show notes as well. So if you want to just go to uh, buddhaimonia.com forward slash podcast, uh, you'll see uh, one of the top episodes will be episode 24. You can go and check out the show notes there too. Uh, you can check out that guide to see the other three foundations. I don't have any particular plan to go over the other three foundations anytime soon. Uh, that may happen sooner. And if you would really want to uh, me to feature them, then feel free to uh, to uh, contact me. You can go to buddhaimonia.com forward slash contact. Um, because as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, they can be a little bit difficult to understand and they can become a little bit more advanced in, in many ways. And so it's the kind of thing where I feel it's better to uh, be introduced to the practice later on. And it's not something that's such a, such a great uh, introduction practice, even in your first uh, year of practicing mindfulness. So it's definitely something I'm going to feature eventually on the podcast. Uh, I just don't have any specific schedule for it yet. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, that way you'll get future episodes downloaded straight to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you decide to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, if you'd like to get more, you can head over to buddhaimonia.com. Again, that's the word Buddha, B-U-D-D-H-A, and the letters I-M-O-N-I-A.com, where you can read the blog, get the podcast show notes, and even play all the episodes as well. You can check out the various books and other resources uh, I offer, and you can sign up to the weekly newsletter at buddhaimonia.com forward slash newsletter. And also, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's two ways to do it. You could go to thismomentbook.com. You could uh, check out my new book and purchase a copy. And there's various different, uh, various different versions. There's the ebook format. There's the uh, paperback and the audiobook and all kinds of different things you can check out, including bonuses to uh, help you take the material in the book further. Alternatively, you can go to buddhaimonia.com forward slash support. And uh, you can donate there, all kinds of different ways to do it, including uh, checking out via PayPal. And whatever way you decide to support will help pay for the time as well as the money that I put into the podcast and allow me to continue bringing you great content each week. So again, for donating, that's buddhaimonia.com forward slash support. And uh, remember to check out this week's guided meditation episode, which is episode number 25 mindfulness of body or a uh, mindful body scan meditation and that is all about the formal practice of what we talked about right here within this episode so thank you for listening to today's episode and i will see you next week peace <music>